Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's take this outside with Marianne Iveson, the podcast where she speaks to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about why they connect with nature. Dawson Mossman, it's his real name, is an ultra runner, adventurer, and avid traveler. He can usually be found running the trails in New Brunswick or enjoying a long race somewhere around the world. Dawson is also the CTO for product development at Deloitte Canada and a father of three. He believes in balance between family, health, work, and personal ambitions and always focuses on the journey rather than the result. Please enjoy my chat with Dawson Mossman. Dawson Mossman? 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 <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, whatever you like. <laughs> Welcome to Let's Take This Outside. Thank you. It's great to be here. We were introduced through Emily Roger, who is a previous guest on my podcast, and she's like, you have to talk to this guy. How do you know Emily? Emily's awesome. Yeah, I just met her like fairly recently within the last year or so. She came back to Fredericton and, you know, we met through a mutual friend of mine, Drew. And yeah, we kind of hit it off right away. And just she started getting into trail running. So started running together and just hanging out and doing some cycling. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. But she's awesome to hang out with. And I'm glad she introduced us. Me too. And so what is it like to run with someone who clearly you're a trail runner and do long distances, but what's it like to see someone learn how to trail run or do trail running kind of like competitively for the first time who is already an elite athlete in other, in other sports? Yeah, that's the the elite athlete in other sports is the interesting part of it because like you don't see that that often, right? Or at least I don't like I've seen lots of people get into trail running and take it up. And I mean, it's awesome to see to see that sort of thing happen and, and just the, the community around it. And people usually love it once they get into it. But yeah, Emily is kind of interesting because like you say, she's got the cycling background there. So it was fun. Like one of the big things I noticed right away with Emily is she just jumped into it right away. Like I think her first trail run out with us was like a, a 10 or a 12K trail run on some pretty technical stuff. And then it was like a few months later, she was doing like a 50K run in Acadia National Park and stuff like this. So there is like no kind of easing into it. It was just like right away, (laughs) basically doing the same thing everybody else have been doing for years. Well, we knew she had the engine for it. She has the engine for it. It's just a matter of like, it's a different, very different sport than, than cycling, right? Yeah. And I think like she's she's learning some of that too, right? Like there's different muscles get sore and feet issues and and all these things that go along with trail running. But uh, yeah, no, it's great. We're going to talk about lots about trail running today, but I want to just first off say how ridiculous your name is in the most loving way possible because (laughs) it's the coolest name ever. My show is called Let's Take This Outside. So to interview someone with the name Dawson Mossman, is like, I don't know, I, like, I nerded out. I must be one in a million who do this to you, right? <laughs> Emily's also a big fan of the name, so. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I have to have someone with the name Moss in there. Yeah, we joke about it quite a bit. We, I was just camping with my daughter this weekend, actually, down in Maine. 
and uh, she was picking up some moss or whatever from the trail, and we were joking about, <laughs> like, <laughs> don't hurt the moss. <laughs> it's one of us. <laughs> okay, Dawson, let's, like, start from the beginning. Where did your love of nature and outdoor activity start for you? And growing up in New Brunswick, was that a big part of it? Uh, not really. I mean, it wasn't really a big part of growing up. It wasn't until, like, university that I started getting into more of the outdoor stuff. and. Yeah, I mean, oddly enough, I was working at Walmart, going to school, and I met a guy there that was like into backpacking and camping and stuff like that. So him and I started going out, and that's how it all got started. And then for quite a few years, that was my thing, like more more the backpacking, camping kind of thing. Did that for a while, and then kind of got out of it after that, like got into it, then got out of it for a few years, like as kids came along and graduated from university and started work and that sort of thing. And then probably, you know, almost 10 years later, got into the running. And that's where that started. But that wasn't until like my mid 30s. Kind of like you, I didn't actually like I was I was pretty athletic kid growing up, like I played a lot of team sports, but I didn't actually get into hiking or trail running or cycling or all of this stuff has only started in my early 30s. And a part of me looks back and said, I wish I was and that's not reality. But like, do you ever look back and say, I kind of wish I was doing this since I was able to stand, since I was able to like walk, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like you say, you can't go back and change it, but it would have been really fun and interesting to see what it would have been like back then. I'm sure you see these like fearless kids running through the trails or skiing or whatever they're doing. And there's something about doing something as a kid that like removes all the fear and instills all of that confidence in whatever sport that is, that I'm a little bit jealous of that like you know, there's a little bit of hesitation because like as you age and your body and the aching, right? Like when you start as a kid, it's very, it's different, right? Oh, completely. Yeah. I see it in my daughter now because she, she skis a lot. We ski in the winter together and she's on the freestyle team here. And uh, yeah, they just, they go crazy, like through the woods and off the jumps and everything. And it's fun to see. How do you go from backpacking? I saw that you were in Nepal. I love, where'd you go in Nepal? By the way, I feel, I feel like there's so many things to talk about. Where'd you go in Nepal? Yeah, I was all over the place. Like I spent about a month in the Everest region. So over by um, like flew into Lukla, like from Kathmandu to Lukla, and then did like a big kind of trek across a few passes and through base camp and did some climbing over there on that side of things. And then went back to Kathmandu for like one night, repacked, and then headed over to the other side um, where Manaslu and Annapurna and those mountains are and did some trekking over in that area. So. Had you traveled a lot before that? Yeah, I mean, quite a bit, but that was the longest I had gone all at once, like just three months off kind of thing and just trekking, traveling the entire time. It takes a special kind of person to go from, you know, backpacking and those kind of adventures to, you know, then you're having kids and life kind of takes over and then you get into trail running. So when I say special, I mean, there's something a little loose in your brain, no offense, <laughs> when you are running trail ultra marathons, like the 100 plus K. I know it happens over time. I know it's not just like one day you're running 5Ks and one day you're running 100Ks the next, right? Like it's, that's not how it works. But how does one get into ultra marathons and trail marathons? It does take a while, right? Like for me, I was running marathons. I like my, I started by just wanting to do a marathon. So that was kind of, I was going to just do a bucket list marathon, the New York City one, and that was going to be it. And I was going to be done running, but I enjoyed it. So I, I did road running for a few years, did some more marathons. And then 
I was starting to actually get a little bit bored of that because I was running the same roads, like the same routes over and over again. It was getting a little repetitive. And then that was right around the same time that I went to Nepal. And so I I didn't run much over there because I was doing other things. But I realized while I was there, like, why am I running roads? I should be running trails because I enjoy trails and, and nature more anyway. So when I came back from that, that was when I first started getting into trail running. And I had already done marathon, so I had a bit of distance. So I did a 50K because trail trail races, a lot of them tend to be longer distances. So did the 50K. And then I don't know what it is, but... I find a lot of people on trails, like they tend to want to go longer if they're able to, right? Like it's a, it's a different than the road running mentality. So people will usually do one distance, like start with a 50 K. And then if that goes well, they'll want to do like an 80 K or a hundred K or something like that. And it just keeps building for me personally. Like I, I really enjoy being out there for a long time. So the distance and the time being out doesn't bother me because, because I enjoy that. So. I like being out for like a night or two and it's, it's kind of fun for me. On those distances, what do you struggle with? It changes from race to race. Sometimes it could be like foot issues. I've had like at Western States this year, I had a bunch of issues with my feet and sometimes it's like eating enough, not so much nausea and that sort of thing. Like I've never been sick during a race, which is pretty common for people. And I'm able to handle like the sleep deprivation part of it pretty well. And kind of like the idea of just, quitting like that that doesn't really bother me either because like I said I I like being out there for a long time so I'm good with those things but for me it's usually more like just muscular like either feet or like quad kind of muscles like just getting trashed and stuff like that or not eating enough that's an issue I have quite a bit I'm thinking about like being out there for that long and spending that much time outside and you're a family man you work full-time there's a lot of people who say, like, I don't have time to go for a run. I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to take care of myself. I don't have time for that. But how have you been able to train and balance everything and have a healthy family life? I think it's just a matter of making it a priority, really. Like, that's what it really comes down to. You need to prioritize it. And there's lots of time in the day. If you really start to break down your day and what you're using your day for and where you're spending your time, it's not hard to get up early and go for a run and not all runs need to be like three or four hours or, or more, right? Like you can go, you can get up and go for a one hour run through the week and that's more than enough. So to me, that's, that's all it comes down to is just making it a priority to be part of your life and get up, do it in the morning or go later at night if you need to. But I think for most people, if they really start to look at their day and what they're using their time for, they could find an hour or two in there to, go for a run or go for go out on the bike or do some stretching or something like that. It sounds like you like to play outside with your kids too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. What's it like to share those activities with your kids? I, I love when people talk about <laughs> shared activities or post them. And I know like, I know it's, it can be like very glorified on social media, but what's it like to share outdoor activities with your kids and seeing them develop their own love? Like you said, your daughter likes skiing, right? Yeah, I mean, it's awesome, right? It's uh, it's great to see them out there having fun and appreciating nature and, and just enjoying the outdoors. Like this weekend when we were hiking and it was a pretty big hike and my daughter was just taking pictures the whole time and just saying like, wow, like we go around the corner, we were up in the mountains and 
wow, like, look at that. Look at that view, dad. And and then like the sunset was happening later on. And she was like, just talking about how beautiful the sunset was. And it's just awesome to see them appreciating that sort of thing and having the chance to get exposed to it. This is how I knew, like I was reading your bio, this is how I knew you were like my kind of person, is that you went to Machu Picchu for your honeymoon with your wife. (laughs) (laughs) Most people were like, let's go to Europe or like, let's, you know, let's go to a beach or something. So explain to me the thought process, you know, with your wife who also clearly loves the outdoors. But like, let's hike Machu Picchu at crazy elevations for our honeymoon. How did that go? And you're clearly, you know, it went well because you have a family together. So. Yeah, yeah, it went well. <laughs> you know, I don't think we really even debated it too much. Like we knew we wanted to do some sort of cool adventure that was different than like a normal trip somewhere. Like we didn't want to just go go stay in a hotel or something like that. So and I think at the time, neither of us had been to South America. So we kind of had that on our radar, like to head down that way somewhere. And yeah, so just Machu Picchu seemed like a pretty cool option. And, and it was it was great. Like we enjoyed the, the whole trip. It was fun. What is, what's the key to a healthy relationship while doing fun, crazy things like that? <laughs> well, that can be kind of tricky as an ultra runner. <laughs> I was just going to say, like I was talking about how easy it is to find time in the day to do all this stuff, which it is to a degree, but... When you start doing like 100 milers and, and things of that long of distance, it does become a little more challenging because there is there is a bit more training that needs to be done for that sort of thing. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is a balancing act, right? But you just think about what's important, right? So when I'm not running or doing like the outdoor stuff, like I'm with my family, like doing something with my daughter or hanging out with the wife and, and doing things like that, right? So try to balance that time as best I can so that... I'm around as much as I can be. And it sounds like you're present. It sounds like that's very important to you is being present when you are with your family. Yeah, exactly. Like I I barely, I mean, we have a TV, but we don't really watch much TV and that sort of thing. So yeah, when we're around, we're doing things together and, and hanging out and doing activities and that sort of thing. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, 4Kids Flashback. 4Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at 4Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. 
Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Let's take this outside merch is now available, like toques, sweaters, and t-shirts. Head to letstakethisoutside.ca and hit the store button to wrap your favorite podcast. Thank you so much for supporting. You have to have a good sense of humor in these types of sports. Has any weird or unusual stories happened to you on the trails? And if you don't have one, I definitely have one that was fed to me <laughs> by Emily. Uh, <laughs> we could start with the one that you have from Emily if you want and then, to. <laughs> I think of some other ones along the way. I was told to ask you, have you ever worn another man's underwear? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have brought that one up probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the listeners, uh, start from the beginning. All right. So, yeah, this, I mean, this is something pretty recent. Oh, really? <laughs> like how recent? So it happened this year. It was at Western States, which is a big 100 miler in the U.S. So I was down there for that. And a bunch of friends came down, which is really cool because um, usually I do these things alone. So it was fun to have a crew down there. And I can't remember how far in we were, like maybe 70 miles or so. But I was getting a lot of chafing, which is another problem that, that people have when they run long distances like this. So chafing was from my shorts in between my legs, which can be very painful when that happens. And so a buddy of mine, by this point in time, I had just fit, picked up Tim, uh, a buddy of mine who was going to be my first pacer. And yeah, it was just hurting a lot. I had tried some other things to fix it. Like there's, you know, there's cream and stuff, body glide you can put there or uh, even tried taping it and stuff like that. Okay. But. What do you mean? <laughs> Okay, Ex- explain, <laughs> explain taping it. <laughs> like you can just you can take some tape and and kind of cover up the area that is okay. uh, that's hurting, but nothing was working. So then Tim said that he had an extra pair of boxers in his bag, and so yeah, that was basically it. I was like, <laughs> I can't keep running like this, and so we got to that aid station and. We just did a quick uh, swap out of the shorts to, to Tim's underwear. And uh, I think we ran like the rest of the night like that. And then once the, the daylight started to come and people could see that I was running in underwear, I, I switched back to some some normal shorts that we found at that point in time. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So you didn't put the shorts over it. You just, you ran in underwear, like just under. Yeah, because the shorts... <laughs> Uh, yeah, because the shorts I had had like the built-in underwear, like runners oh, okay, 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 inside okay. them, so they don't really fit very well over normal underwear. So yeah, and like sometimes when you get into these things at that point in time, you don't really care so much. Like maybe you're not quite thinking straight, and looks are not really a priority. So you just do whatever feels comfortable. <laughs> I am just relieved that they were clean underwear. I didn't know where that story was going, but I'm just glad <laughs> that they were sure other man's underwear, but they were washed, right? Just to confirm. Like, they were, they were clean. <laughs> <laughs> they were, yes. <laughs> now I actually want to know. So you have this chafing problem. That's one of the problems, feet problems, eating problems. You know, there's so many problems with running these just, I'm, We're really selling trail running, aren't we here today? <laughs> yeah. It's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> Suffering's part of it, right? Isn't that part of like the the game? No, it is. Yeah, 
What are the things that you have on you at all times when you are trail running? Like what is like, I can't forget my X, Y, and Z. It depends how far I'm going. Like if it's just a 10K or we're like an hour or hour and a half run, I won't have anything on me. If it's like a long race, then... Long race. Let's do long race, 100K or plus yeah. 80K. Yeah. What do you What do you have on you? Well, like I always carry a headlight, extra socks, body glide. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it doesn't help, apparently. And then like just some like some bandages and stuff like that. That's pretty much it. Water. I mean, water and some snacks, stuff like that. If there's anything that you could pass on to people who want to get into trail running or doing these kind of distances, what smart, logical advice are you going to pass on to these people to like ease into it? Yeah, we just, yeah, I mean, take it slow. There's no need to rush into it too quickly. It does take a while to build up to the longer distances. And I would just say like, enjoy it and do it because you enjoy it. There's tons of sports and activities and things you could be doing that are good for your health and your well-being so you know if running's not it just find something else because that's the biggest thing i think like if you want to do something like running or anything long term like that and be successful and have fun at it it needs to be something you enjoy so that's what i would say don't take and don't take it too seriously either like just enjoy the races and enjoy the people and, and everything that's going on out there that's part of it is the community, right? It's this trail running community and kind of everyone's into the suffering together. Yeah. And the trail running community is completely different than a lot of other sporting communities out there. There's kind of a camaraderie that's just built in, it seems like. And, you know, people will always stop and help you if you're having a problem or, you know, they're always there to give you any advice and motivation and that sort of thing. So the community is awesome. Yeah. One of my favorite questions for people who excel at these races. So I don't know if you know Catherine Cochran, but she won. Did she win Quebec Mega Trail 50? Was it 50 last year? But she it was like her first big, big win. I think it was last year. Incredibly impressive. But I think she said that she didn't know she had won. Because <laughs> like unlike a road race, you can see people, you can, you know, you see kind of where you are, you see people in front of you, behind you. But in trail running, like sometimes you are kilometers between people or you can't see people. And I'm seeing your list of accomplishments. And I'm so sorry about pronunciation on some of these things. But like third place overall in 2017, at, is it Gaspesia? Gaspesia. Gaspesia. Yeah. Fourth place overall at Sanufa. I don't know what this is. What is this? Oh, son of a gun of a... Oh, is that how you pronounce it? Okay, last man standing ultra. Let's see, fifth place for the 2022 Ultra Blue Island, which is 118K. So when you're finishing in these like top five positions, like are you overwhelmed with joy when it happens? Or are you like, get me some food, get me some water? Like what happens? What goes through your brain when you realize, or do you even know that you're in the top five? Most of those I don't know. Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, barely any of them I would have known, even after coming across the line, still didn't really know. So, and yeah, for me, it didn't really matter too much. It's more the latter, like, let's just kind of sit down and get some food here is <laughs> the priority. I've always been of the mindset, like, even when I do any race, the first priority is just to have fun and, and to finish it. So if I do well, that's a bonus, I guess. But yeah, I, I kind of treat it just like a little adventure and just love being out there and, and seeing everything and talking to people. What is your post-race meal? What is your favorite like celebratory post-race sit down? Yeah, pizza's pretty good. So like pizza and beer is usually uh, a good one. 
<laughs> and this is probably one of my favorite questions I love to ask people is, and you just mentioned it, how does nature play into what you do? I think it's very relaxing, like just being out there and a lot of time being alone too is, is nice. It's like when it's just you and you're out there in nature and, you know, you hear the birds and the animals and then the wind blowing and it's very like calming and, and peaceful and just puts your kind of clears your mind. And I think about a lot of different things when I'm running. Sometimes like it's just uh, not really thinking about anything. Sometimes it's it's like personal or family things. And then other times, even if I'm thinking about work, like it's not a, a stressful kind of thing. It's just like mind is clear and you can have some of your best thoughts, I find, like when you're out in nature too, because you're not distracted by everything else going on in life. You're just like out there with a clear head. I love the way you put that because I feel the same way. And that's one of the reasons that I go outside <laughs> so often too, is the clarity, the creativity. You just become a better human for yourself and for the people around you, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like a reset too. It kind of recharges you. So like every time I come back from being out, even if it's just a short run or, or like a, a full weekend out there, but you just feel kind of reset and, and ready to go again. Dawson Mossman, the coolest name. I feel like you need a podcast just for, just for your name <laughs> in general. It's so ridiculous. Thank you for joining me on Let's Take This Outside. And are you, are you sure there's no more like underwear stories you want to tell me before? I I can't think of any other underwear ones. I'm sure there's other good ones out there, but hopefully no other underwear ones. (laughs) Thanks for listening. For more Let's Take This Outside, go to letstakethisoutside.ca. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.